Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Agbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. The most anticipated NFL draft in recent memory is about to get underway. Now, you guys ready to get started? The Jacksonville Jaguars select. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, get back into it. One more week of draft coverage, Luke. It's the best time of the year every year. I mean, you can't you can't go without being excited for an NFL draft. Am I right? Even though it's been like you're right. I'm now. I'm I'm sad it's done. I cried. <laughs> you know, we've had a, we've had a lot of good people come on and talk about their team's respective drafts and. We wanted to get into an interesting couple here to close on our draft. Next week, we will begin our two-team-a-week process for the next 16 weeks going over. All 32 NFL teams uh, previewing their depth charts, their rosters, the whole nine yards, coaching staff, just everything about the organization. We're also going to give you our week-by-week picks here as we lead into week one of the NFL. Coming up at 1030, an old friend of ours, Ralph Mancini, coming on talking about the biggest craze with the draft. We're going to finally get to dig into some Aaron Rodgers talk now that we've let the smoke settle. So we waited to have him on. Um, what do you think is going to come out of this, man? The Aaron Rodgers thing? Uh-huh. I think you're going to see like a Le'Veon Bell situation, to be honest. I think they're going to not trade him this year, and he is going to pretty much be like, all right, put Jordan Love in then, and then they'll trade him next year and not get, like, anything. But um, I read a thing that said that, like, the Packers offered him to be, like, the highest-paid quarterback, like, on the sixth or something, and he was like, so who knows? Who knows? So that'll be exciting to get into. But we had the same proverbially – Proverbially, whatever that word is, you know what I'm trying to get at. The best for last, meaning the number one pick in the draft. We had to save the Jaguars for last. And with that, coming from blackandteal.com, Carlos, you with us, good sir? Yeah, that's right. How's it going, guys? How's the routine? Carlos, go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners. First time coming on our show. We are excited to have you. So thank, thank you for having me. The thing is that I started covering the Jaguars six months ago. Uh, I also covered the Raiders at RaiderRumble.com, but uh, I spend most of my days following what the Jaguars do. I mean, and if anything, I think I started covering them at a great time because uh, last November when I started, uh, they weren't very good. <laughs> 
they, they weren't very good, but now they have they had the first overall pick, so it's great to to know that they're trending in the right direction in the right in the right direction. You know, um, I know I know we got to talk draft here, and I'm sure. I'm sure I'll tee up Luke to ask you the question, you know, the the easy question here, but I want to go into a slight different direction right off the bat here. The coach Tim you guys brought in, <laughs> that's not where I'm going. The coach you brought in here is something that a lot of people always think is going to fail when they go to the pro level. What do you feel about the move bringing in Urban Meyer? You know what? I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, I think there were better candidates, and that being what he did, what he did, they they went with Meyer because of his work at Ohio State and Florida. And I like the things he has been doing. I mean, he's put an emphasis on on changing things, uh, not just the roster, but the facilities, uh, doing doing something as as trivial as changing the air conditioner in the facility, those kind of things. I mean, I, I think he's trying to turn things around. And um, and honestly, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't really have an opinion about him precisely because he's from Welling College. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how things are going to play out. So honestly, I mean, there have been a couple of things that I haven't liked about him. The first one was bringing in Chris Doyle. I mean, after after his allegedly uh, history of abusing players with players at Iowa, I mean, I don't think that was a smart move. I think he thought that he could do as he pleased in the NFL, and that's not the case. So, so that was the first red flag. Him not knowing that uh, he would get that kind of backlash. I mean, that was the first one. And then with Tim Tebow, I mean, honestly, I mean. Um, I don't. I, I don't know how, how how he can bring to the table. I mean, yes, it's a great story. Yes, uh, Tivo was fantastic back in Florida, but I, I'm not sure how much he can contribute to the Jaguars team. As a I want to. Yeah, what's up? Oh, well, yep, you're so good. Um, I want to touch on this Tim Tebow thing for a second. Do you think this is just a like a publicity stunt by Urban Meyer and the Jaguars just to sell tickets, or like like you said, like he's not gonna actually maybe see the field, like unless if it's like a big package in the goal line and they need three tight ends. There's like no way this man uh, like sees any playing time, really, is there? I mean, I, I think there are three ways to look at it. From a team standpoint, uh, yes, he's going to make tickets, he's going to sell jerseys. From a team point of view, I don't think uh, Meyer is doing it because he wants to sell tickets. I think he sincerely wants to help people. I think he he thinks highly of him because of his time at Florida, so he's trying to to help him. I mean, he had a good experience back in back with the Gators, so so yes, the, the team is doing one thing. Yes, why not bring him in? Why not sell jerseys? But at the same time, Major is doing it because out of his heart, you could say uh, you could say that he's sincerely helping him. But and then there's the there's table. I don't think he's doing it because he wants to sell tickets, stay relevant. But at the same time, I mean, he really wants to 
pay for Meyer at the NFL level. So, I mean, depending on who you ask, I mean, there are different reasons why the Jaguars are bringing in people. So, I'm going to give you the easy one. I'm going to tee this right up for you. You guys had the first pick in the draft. This was a no-brainer. This is arguably the most sure thing people could say at number one since 1998 when Peyton Manning came in, you could argue, or 2012 when Andrew Luck came in. What's what's the fan base thinking with Trevor Lawrence, man? How, you guys, how excited is people? You, you guys feel the energy. I mean, I haven't really talked to any Jaguars fans recently. I mean, but you can see them on Twitter. You can see them on Facebook. You, you're going to have a hard time finding someone that even like Lawrence. And even though I wasn't there when they when they drafted uh, Blake Bortles or Blake Gabbard, I asked a couple of well, more than a couple of people. I asked several fans what their reaction was at that time, and yes, it was completely different. Uh, but with Gabbard, it was uh, a mixed reaction, you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, many fans opposed to it. Compared to Lawrence, I guess everybody's on board. Every now and then, you're going to find somebody that liked Justin Fields better. But uh, about 98%, even 99% of the fan base likes Trevor Lawrence. The fact that they both had poster for him and the team haven't even drafted him. <laughs> you can see how much. Yes, he's like, dude, he's like, I don't, I don't even know who you are. You, 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 you haven't even put a foot in Jacksonville yet, and they're already. They already raised money for a charity, and they already pulled him a toaster. It's like, dude, it's like, wait for him to get drafted, and then, <laughs> and then you buy him a toaster and even a beer. I don't know, but but I mean, you can see the reaction, you can see the vibes. I I I I don't think I have found. A, I mean, just one person, but there's 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 always going to be that somebody that is going to try to go against the grain. This mm-hmm. one person told me that uh, that uh, he didn't think Lawrence could throw a, a, a pass in the NFL. He's like, dude, you're just hating. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like, I mean, no, 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 no expert is going to agree with you. I mean, mm-hmm. they might like feels better to say that Lawrence is not uh, an NFL quarterback. That's overboard. Even even if he's not as good as. Andrew Locke or Peyton Manning, I mean, he's going to be good. How good was well, that? That remains to be seen. I mean, we're going to find out in a, in a few months. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about their second, the Jaguars' second first-round pick. Me and uh, Ryan here texted back and forth during the draft, and we both were confused with the pick of Travis Etienne, especially with the emergence of uh, James Robinson last year. Um, what do you? Why do you think they picked Travis Etienne with their other first round pick? Is it to start, or what kind of role is he going to play? Uh, again, I think there are different ways to look at the pick. Yes, uh, at the moment they wasn't happy with the pick because you should never draft running backs in the first round. Uh, I, I don't see the point. Uh, and the and the and the know these better than anybody. They. They signed James Robinson as an undrafted free agent last year, so they know for a fact that they can find running backs later in the round. But that's one way to look at it. Yes, maybe they could have drafted Trevon Mayrick or an offensive tackle or whatever, but the point is that 
they chose. I, I'm not the thing. I don't think they thinking they were drafting a, a running back. I think they didn't see it as a question of. Oh, they, I, I don't think they saw it as a running back pick. Rather, they saw what ETM brought to the table, and, and that's the thing. Though as good as James Robinson was last year, uh, they overworked him. I mean, he he had the most carries in the whole NFL. He had 86% of the team's total carries last year, so I think that's a bit too much. Plus, Etienne is a better receiver out of the backfield, so, so I mean, if you think about it, uh, he's not going to start. James Robinson is going to be the starter, don't get me wrong. But but the fact that they're going to have a, a good running back tandem, I mean, uh, running backs are not the most important offensive weapon, but having a, a healthy, a good, Electrifying even running back tandem is going to help your offense a lot, especially because ETN is a better. I already mentioned that, but uh, yes, he's a better pass, a better receiver. I'm sorry, out of the backfield. So, so if you if you take that into consideration, yes, it was a first round pick spent on a on a running back, but it's the kind of running back that you're selecting. So. All things considered, it wasn't a bad pick. If anything, it was good. I mean, I want to rephrase that it was a good pick. Would you take, would you take into consideration what he brings to the table? Do you, um, you know, obviously I'm going to say this too. We've, me and Luke both had tre- uh, had mooring uh, in all four of our mock drafts at 25. Just saying, we all said the same thing. They're going to take the safety, the smart play, the kid on CC is good, and they didn't do it, and we all went, what? Um, is this is taking Travis ATN giving Trevor Lawrence just a safety net and like some familiarity? Is that kind of is that a thought at all by anybody? Yeah, no, definitely. I think the familiarity played a factor. I mean, they want to they want to acclimatize Lawrence to the NFL, and I think having a familiar face in ATN is going to help him. Uh, regarding Mayrick, uh, honestly, I wanted I wanted the Jaguars, or I wanted to see the Jaguars draft uh, Richie Grant, who went to the Falcons at four, I believe it was. Let me check. It was four to forty-four, but uh, I wanted to see the Jaguars draft uh, Richie Grant. But 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 yes, I guess uh, familiarity, having having a familiar face, is going to make you feel comfortable. Then again, they, they well, what would you hold that? Give me a second. I'm trying to word this the correct way. Uh, but no, the, the, the fact, it, what happened? No, tell me. You, you, you were with blood or something. What happened? Oh, you're good. You're still there. Okay, yeah. No, the thing is that, uh, yes. And going back to Mayor, I was thinking about it, uh, and I haven't thought about it yet. On one hand, they're bringing ETN to to help uh, Lawrence transition to the NFL, but at the same time, they're bringing Tebow. So, so, so I don't know what to 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 think about it. But but just going back to your original question, yes. ETN, uh, again, it's not the running back. They're not drafting a running back in the first round. They're drafting ETN precisely because what he brings to the table and uh, and because of his relationship with 
Charles Darwin. Out of uh, out of all the Jaguars picks besides Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, obviously their first rounders. Which one of their draft picks do you think will have the most contribution to their rookie season as far as helping that team instantly? There are a few. I mean, I was thinking of Francisco of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be a starter in week one, but eventually he's going to join the starting lineup, let's say, like, like around like week five, week six. Uh, Stacy was one of their most pressing needs heading into the draft. They they signed the Rashawn um, Jenkins in the in free agency, but uh, but they needed another safety, especially because Sherrod Wilson is going to be he's said to be a free agent next year. So they they wanted somebody, they wanted to groom somebody to take his place, and I think it's just a matter of time before. Andrew Cisco starts. So it would be him and I think yeah, I think out of all their second and third round picks, he's going to have the most impact because Tyson Campbell, I mean he's talented. I mean, uh, he he's one of the most talented cornerbacks in the cornerbacks in the draft, but uh they already have Sidney Jones, C. Henderson. And Shaquille Griffin, so if anything, they're going to be able to start him uh, until next year, even if they have to. If uh, if Shaquille Griffin and C.J. Henderson play well, they will need to start Tyson Campbell. And then there's Walker Little, the offensive tackle from Stanford. I mean, uh, there's Cam Robinson and Juwan Taylor, so I don't think he's going to start this season. Maybe towards the end, but but I don't think he's going to be starter in the first part of the season. Um, obviously, with C.J. Henderson and Shaquille Griffin, do you think, um, and and Trey Hurden too, can't forget him. Do you think Tyson Campbell's going to see enough minutes right off the bat? Right off the bat, I don't think so. However, I and I, and I understand what they sign so many cornerbacks this offseason or why they acquired so many cornerbacks. I mean, last year, they lost their top three cornerbacks to injuries and they had to free agents. Uh, I mean, so so I understand why they loaded a cornerback. So unless Sidney Jones, Henderson, or Griffin see injuries, I don't foresee Campbell starting and if anything, that's good because he won't have to. I mean, he will have time to, to adjust to the NFL. But going back to your email comment, your question, no, I don't think he's starting right away. Um, to go back to my other question, uh, you mentioned who do you think will have the most impact um, as a rookie besides ETN and Lawrence. Which one of their graphics do you think that they – reached on or that you're not exactly excited about that they drafted? Walker Dill, probably. Uh, I think they had the chance to draft uh, a prior month of Penn State. They needed a tight end. They needed a tight end. Uh, they passed on the opportunity to... to uh, they, passed, they, they passed up the chance to sign someone, someone like James Smith or... Even Hunter Henry, I didn't like Hunter Henry, but I think he's an adequate tight end. 
So, so they they entered the trap with a little tied in, and they didn't really address it until until the the fifth round when they drafted Luke Perez of Ohio State. But the thing is that they didn't need to sign Tebow, or they didn't have to invite Tebow, they didn't have to 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 draft Luke Perez. It's kind of like a, a butterfly effect kind of thing. Had they drafted uh prior months earning the draft, they wouldn't have had to draft all those guys and even we wouldn't be we wouldn't be talking about people had they drafted prior month or or even um I mean I, I don't, they, they didn't have a chance. They didn't, they didn't have a a chance to uh to draft Kyle Pitts, but had they added the timing position, I mean we wouldn't be talking about Tebow, that's for sure. So, so going back to to Richard and disappointing picks, I would have to go with those two: Walker Little and Look for it. Maybe Jordan Smith too in the first round. He's an edge, an edge defender. Uh, maybe him too because because again, I think they could have had uh, more value. Is another player, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, I think those three in that order first, Walker for Little, then Luke for Real, and then Jordan Smith. The, the, the worst first round pick in the 2021 draft is Mac Fields, quarterback, Alabama. I will stick to that till my dying day. I, I think he is going to bust so bad. And I can't wait to watch it as an anti-Patriots fan. I want to watch him squirm and struggle just like the team does. And that's my uh, obligatory douchebag thing to say of the and the Packers too. And I, you know, I got to say that even though we're going to talk to somebody from the Packers, Luke, there's not going to be a lot of love loss. Okay, I'm just letting you know. Not gonna, yeah, we're going my, a little bit difficult. My my freaking awfulness of the draft was Dickerson at center with no legs. <laughs> oh my God, Brent. Uh, uh, Garrett, what was his name? Garrett Bradbury. Brad, uh, I always watch his last name, but Garrett, uh, who we've had on, let's talk about him, wasn't he? Yeah. And he, oh, my he, God. He, yeah. Man has, like, eight torn ACLs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some people get desperate. I mean, I don't know. What are you doing, Landon Dickerson? You know, the now member of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Godspeed. It is what it is. You know, Jacksonville had a really good draft. I, I, I know ATN wasn't a sexy choice, but it also, it's a fail-safe for Lawrence. Tyson Campbell, I think, was a steal falling to 33. You mentioned Walter Little, a great tackle. And I think uh, Andre Sisco, kind of like you mentioned, too. I know, you know, me and Luke, myself, wanted Morig. I know you had mentioned, too, Carlos, that you wanted Richie Grant, who went to Atlanta at 40. Not a bad play, though, at 65, so it kind of worked out. Nice draft. Uh, I do want to ask you about one last guy, and then I am tapped out on questions. I'll let Luke finish if he has anything for you. Does Jalen Camp make this roster? As somebody who's a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket fan, I've always been partial to players from there, so I've watched a lot of Jalen Camp in my day. Does he make the team? I do, actually. I just want to... I, I do believe he's going to, to make the team. If anything, he's one of my favorite picks. My, he's my late, uh, my favorite late pick by the Jaguars. Uh, and, uh, again, I think uh, 
the Jaguars were very good last year, but they had a really talented wide receiver courts. DJ Charles, Levis Cachinot, uh, they signed Marvin Jones. Also, they have Colin Jones. And they signed uh, this offseason, they signed to Philip Terced and Dylan Adnan. But at the thing, Dylan Adnan is more of a punt returner, especially to the month. And, uh, and I think that the Jowers are going to carry six receivers around that year, and Dylan Camp is going to be the last one. Oh! If, if anything, I think that he should make the roster ahead of Philip Dorsett. I mean, yes, he's got the first round pedigree, but honestly, I would like to see Jalen Camp be the fifth receiver instead of Philip Dorsett. So, so who's the sixth? Is I'm guessing DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, Lavisca Chanel Jr., Terry God, Terry Godwin. I'm guessing makes it. Who's the Camp and, and who's the sixth? Is it there's, there's, uh, that again? So, so you said they're going to keep six guys. You think? I'm saying Chart Jones and Chanel Jr. obviously make it. If Camp makes it in, who are the other two that make it? Uh, I would like to see. Well, Camille Lapierre, he's a receiver, but like I said, he's more of a return specialist. He's uh, he's listed as a receiver. So let me do the math. Huh? I need my fingers <laughs> to do this. Uh, so, so the first one is the chart. Then Marvin Jones, that's two. Lapisca, that's three. Then uh, Colin Johnson, that's four. Jalen Cam should be the the fifth. And then uh, Jamal Agnew, he should be the sixth. Okay. Considering that he's going to be a returner. So if you ask me, I think that Dorset, uh, doing the math, I think that Dorset could be at her price cost before the season. Um, out of what, – what do you think we should expect out of Trevor Lawrence this year? Do you think we should see, um, like, success we've seen in young quarterbacks like uh, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, and stuff like that? Or do you think we're going to see him struggle in his rookie season? Well, I think, like, most rookies, he's going to go through the normal growing pain. But I think he – I don't think he's going to be as good as Justin Kerber was last year. But he's going to he's going to throw for more yards than Kyle Murray six years ago. So, so I think uh, I think the Jaguars as a team they're going to win somewhere around like seven games, eight games maybe. But uh, when it comes to individual athletes, I think Lawrence is a surefire candidate for offensive rookie of the year. It's going to be fun, man. I, I think Jacksonville has got a really interesting team. They're a young team. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Justin Herbert. A lot of people ask about, you know, like just like Luke just did, what's the expectation? I think if he hits the expectation that Justin Herbert and, and plays what Justin Herbert did, I think he exceeds expectations like Herbert did. Um, but it's going to be exciting, man. Obviously, as, as we, you know, we talked pre-show, we're doing some uh, NFL team previews starting next week. We will be starting with the Raiders. Uh, we will be doing the Raiders and the Seahawks as we're going to hit two AFC and NFC West teams next week. Uh, we're going to bring Carlos right back on 
uh, probably same time slot and just knock it out uh, and get the Raiders going. Because I got a lot of questions going with the Raiders. I'm excited to talk Raider football with you, man. Especially now that we're going to get all the fans into the Death Star this year. So very excited for that. Uh, Carlos, plug everything you got. Website, Twitter, you know, Tinder account, whatever you want people to know about you. Oh, it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can actually follow me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. you can follow me on Twitter at uh, well, just type my name, Carlos Sanchez. My my handle is Hyru Hurricane. I think Hurricane. So I think that's going to be a little harder to do. So if you want to find, you can find me at Black and Teal on Twitter at Black and Teal or at Red Ramble. Either one. Yeah. So so I'm I'm. Uh, I'm waiting for both websites, so I think it's going to be easier for for you guys to find me there. Greaterrumble.com or blackandfield.com. All right, I'm sure you'll see us uh, retweeting some of your stuff out too, man. It's been a pleasure. And uh, hey, Carlos, looks like we got a date for next Wednesday as well. So uh, we will. Oh, excuse me, I lied. I got I got to correct it right now. Um, next Thursday we have to do the show. There's a Wednesday problem. Are you able to attend next Thursday night? Yeah, of course. of course. Okay, okay. I almost caught myself. I forgot next Wednesday night. It's my fault we don't have a show next Wednesday. We had to move to Thursday. So I apologize to all of our listeners. Y'all can send me the hate mail. Don't send it to Luke. Luke did nothing wrong. You can blame me. I'm the piece of crap. Right. It's okay. See? Thank you. So next Thursday, I apologize. We'll be getting our, our NFL team previews. We'll have Carlos back with us talking Raider football, 105 Central. Thanks again, and we'll chat again next week, Carlos. Have a good one, sir. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. All right, that was Carlos Sanchez coming at blackandteal.com. Cut that bitch off! We are moving into the next section. I gotta, I gotta say something real quick. I was hoping he was gonna talk about the number six receiver. Should have been none other than Josh Ematorb Headhe. I don't even know who the hell that is, Ryan. He's he's uh, just as outlandish as uh, uh, representing the next team as Equinemia St. Brown and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, those wild-ass receiver names. You mean, Mantini, you, mean, what, you mean those wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers doesn't get? <laughs> Mr. Mancini, with us, sir. Oh, I, think, I thought he was here. Ralph, you with us? Yeah, hello. Oh, hey, there we go. There we go. I'm excited. How's it going, good sir? It is going fantastic. How's it going with you guys tonight? Oh, man, we are rocking and rolling, talking. Got to talk to Jaguars football first time. We've done that in like four years. So that was pretty impressive. <laughs> um, I do uh, realize that we ended a little bit a little bit earlier before on the last one. So we're going to take this in. Uh, coming up at the end of this small, or this, not small segment, but at the end of this segment, I'm going to send some messages out here. Um, I forgot Uber. I forgot to start UberFax. So we're obviously going to rope Ralph into playing Uberfax with us like we did last time he came with us. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the phone lines too, maybe get a couple people in too. But before we get into that, before we get into the teams, Ralph, go ahead, throw everything you got. Introduce yourself once again for all of our great listeners. Yeah, so I'm Ralph Mancini, known on Twitter as Reverend Ralph. Uh, I, I've been writing for the Packers for a few years. I've taken a little bit of a break from it. 
over the past few months. But, uh, yeah, I've written for Packers Talk. I've written for Lombardi Ave. I've written for Pack to the Future. Uh, so, yeah, I, I always try to stay uh, up to date, and I try to give my opinions on what's going on in Packerland. And so, yeah, that's uh, basically it in a nutshell, guys. And I think last time we had you on, you were ready for uh, Lombardi Way. So I, I, uh, it's, it's good to see you still writing on so, some more platforms because that's that's what drew us in. Is, is I was like that guy's tight. We gotta get we gotta get talking to him. So I'm glad we got you back on the show here. And I know we're doing a lot of draft talk, and I know I'm, I, I, it's the way I want to go. But if I don't do this right off the bat, our listeners are going to tweet at us and scream at us and yell at us. What the hell is going on in Packerland, my friend? Well, you know, what, what's, what's going on is uh, this has been brewing now for a little bit over a year. Um, actually, it's probably been brewing for longer than that, if you think about it. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, all-time great quarterback. Uh, however, it just seems that, it just seems that uh, they haven't really been communicating with him. And now, you know, you could be saying, well, you know, he gets paid you know, and then let the general manager manage and pick the players and you go out there and play ball, you know, but this isn't just another football player. I mean, just imagine over the past 10, 15 years, where would the Packers be without Aaron Rodgers? You know, mm-hmm. so you just cannot treat this man like another player or, you know, or, or like your second string tight end. Okay. So uh, what's been going on there, as I said, it's been brewing for, for quite a while now, you know, and you know, when, when he wanted, Jordy Nelson back. They never re-signed Jordy Nelson. Uh, when he wanted Jared Cook back, and they went out and they signed Martellus Bennett instead, and we all know how that ended up. Uh, Jay Kumaro, same thing. And then I think, you know, the, the cherry on top of the, uh, of the ice cream sundae, that, that, you know, took place last year right before the draft. And, you know, when, when they took Jordan Love and they traded up in the first round to take uh, – to draft Jordan Love and – Aaron Rodgers was thrown for a loop uh, with, with the whole with the whole decision to trade up in the first round, and and look, we all know that Aaron Rodgers is not going to last forever. You know, he's going to be thirty seven, thirty eight, whatever he is. He's, he's in his late thirties. We get that, you know. But but I know that Aaron Rodgers he came onto the pat uh, came on with Pat McAfee uh, about a day before the draft out and said, you know, what do you think the Packers are going to do in the draft? He's like, hey, man, you know, I'd love, you know, a few more weapons. I, you know, I'd love a receiver or two or whatever. And, and that was a great draft for wide receivers, uh, of course, as, as you all remember. And they didn't draft one receiver. They didn't draft one receiver in, in, in that draft that was supposed to be, you know, uh, a, a wonderland of, of whiteouts, right, With that, that came out of that draft, right? And so, uh, I don't know, man. If You know, put yourself in his shoes. I don't care how much money you're making. I don't care how popular you are. They kind of like just left him in the dark there, you know, and, and, you know, he comes on Pat McAfee says, you know, oh, we, we're going to go out and get a weapon. And then you go out and, and you trade up for his successor. You don't draft one receiver. I mean, that would have pissed me off too, you know, but, you know, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers comes back and wins the MVP and, you know, plays his, plays his butt off and, uh, and, but, you know, now uh, he, he wants to be taken care of. You know, uh, he he wants to – he's been saying for years that he wants to retire Green Bay Packer. And so the Packers need to do the right things, uh, and they, they need to extend them. And I, I've been hearing rumors that they've made an offer to him, 
I don't know what's truth and what's fiction at this juncture, but um, I guess we really got to wait until June 1st, right? You know, because obviously if, if the Packers do trade him, if they trade him in June, it will have, you know, less of a cap hit in terms of dead money if they get rid of him during June in a few weeks from now. So, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally on Aaron's side on this. And uh, I, I just feel like, you know, a, a player of his caliber, you know, I think he should have been treated a little bit better. Luke, real quick before you jump in, I got to ask one other question here. Cause I know, and, and, you know, I, I do want you to bring up that, that rumor you heard from the six too, Luke, you know, so if you want to, if you want to go back to back, go ahead. But I just want to ask this one question, your opinion on this, Ralph. Do you think if they would have told him that they were going to draft Jordan Love for the reasons of why they were as a six that he can groom for three years, would it have, would it have not, like, do you think it would have not caused as much issue or do you think he still would have hated it? Well, you know, I, I think, I think that, uh, I think he would have felt better about things to be quite honest with you, you know, if they would have explained it to him and said, Hey, look, you know, you're going to be our quarterback for the next two, three, four years, but we want to bring this kid and we want to groom him. And, you know, and, and I, I think if they would have spoken to him and, and laid things out, I, I think he would have understood, you know, Rogers is not a dumb guy, you know, I think, you know, uh, and, and the other thing is, is that I, I also think if they would have drafted love and given him, let's just say two receivers from that draft, uh, I, I think things might've been a little different as well. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to, hard to speculate at this point after the fact, but, you know, I, I just think, again, it's an accumulation of things. You know, it's yeah. not just Jordan Love. It's, it's you know, the fact that he had no input in terms of, you know, the, the Packers keeping some of his favorite targets and, and over the years. And, and I think all of this has come to a head, and, and Rodgers is frustrated. That, that was just always my thing was it's like, if you'd have been like, look, man, you were injured all last year. We saw what happened. We need to get your successor in here. It's no hard feelings, but we have to protect us. I just, I'm in agreement. I think it would have made things so much easier. And I, I just, I think that's where the, 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 the front office needs to take responsibility that they failed by not just filling the guy in. It's not like he's, you know, <laughs> it's not like he's asking you for a lot. Just, let the guy know what you do with the organization. You know, look at Kansas City. They always say, they said, hey, Petty Mahomes, what do you want to do? He said, that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire kid looks pretty good. All right, great. He'll be good for our offense. Let's take him. It's not hard to just talk to your quarterback. But I digress. I just, I had to bring that up. But Luke, floor is yours. I apologize. Stepping on your toes and jumping in. You're good. You're good. I was just sitting here staring at the wall. Um, anyway, um, so I heard from this. I was uh, watching with I was watching Pat McAfee's show and uh, there was a rumor that he announced that on the sixth the Packers offered him a contract or Rodgers a contract to make him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Right. Um, if that's true, does that fix this issue? Do you think, or do you think there's still an issue even with that contract being offered? You, you see, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how far this has gone. You know, this, um, you know, th- this tension between both sides, the front office and Aaron Rodgers. Um, do I think it helps? Yeah, sure it does. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know where Rodgers is right now because then you also hear that he's telling a lot of his teammates that he's not going to be back, and, and so I, I kind of think that listening to 
a couple of his ex-teammates, like, for instance, I, I just heard John Kuhn uh, being interviewed on the NFL Network, and he seems to think that cooler heads will prevail. And I, I'm going to be optimistic about this. And, and when some of his ex-players, J, um, teammates, James Jones and, and, and Kuhn, are saying that cooler heads will prevail and they think that he's going to be in a Packers uniform, uh, you know, come week one, I, I tend to believe them. Uh, because they're actually guys who, who talk to Rodgers and these other media people, you know, they, they're just, you know, going by, you know, whatever their opinion is or what they're hearing. These are actually guys that talk and that are friends with Aaron Rodgers. And so I, I tend to think that um, if, if the Packers do give him that new contract and make him the highest paid player, uh, I think he will. And, and let's face it, man. I mean, let, let's just suppose that, you know, he really wants to play in Denver. I mean, at this point, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I I would have rather have gotten traded earlier in the off season. I mean, the longer you wait, the the tougher it is gonna for him uh, to transition to a new franchise. So yeah, I mean, so I I just think that if it was gonna happen, it probably would have happened already. Um, I, I I understand, you know, doing it after June first is is uh, makes more financial sense for the Packers, but but still, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, let's uh, – at the very least, you know, let's give it one more try. Let's play one more year. I mean, heck, you know, they went out and they, and they re-signed Aaron Jones. They brought back Preston Smith. I know Zadarius Smith restructured his deal. So, you know, the, the way they had it mapped out, the front office, was, you know, for, for the Packers to, to bring back some of these veterans, give it one more try and then, you know, tear things down, you know, the following year because of, you know, whatever salary cap trouble they're going to be in in, in 2022. But um, but I, I'm going to be optimistic on this, and I'm going to say that he's going to be a Packer in in uh, the upcoming season. And, you know, um, and I'll say, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just – I'm all I, hot on this one. I just think I apologize. Me too. I, I love this Rodgers pass. <laughs> my, my next question is just, um, you know, he – there was talks that uh, Aaron Rodgers announced a couple teams that he'd want to be traded to uh, Denver, Oakland, uh, Las Vegas, I guess now, and then San Francisco with that. Um, he's, there's been lots of talks too, that he's upset that Green Bay hasn't given them weapons and stuff like that. You're Aaron Rodgers. Wouldn't you think that you have more weapons in Green Bay than those three teams? I mean, Vegas doesn't really have anyone besides Josh Jacobs. Denver has Cortland Sutton, but he hasn't been healthy and, you know, um, San Francisco's drafting quarterbacks when they have one already, too. So, in his mindset, wouldn't you think he has a better shot winning with the Packers and he'd want to stay for that reason? Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I believe that, you know, he's probably of the mind that, you know, he is so confident in his abilities that I, I think that he his belief is probably he could go anywhere and and take any team into the playoffs and, you know, hopefully uh, for his sake, the Super Bowl. So, and you take a look at that Denver roster. I mean, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, and, and a lot of, you know, they got a good defense uh, and they actually do have some young weapons. I mean, I know none of them are really established, but they do have guys like Jerry Judy and, and Sutton and, and guys like that, you know, so they, they do have some young, interesting young pieces unestablished, but when Rodgers, you know, takes a look at that roster, he probably thinks, you know, I could come here and I can make those guys 10 times better than Drew Locke can, you know? 
So, and, and the other thing about him going to Denver is I'm hearing that, you know, his, uh, his new wife-to-be actually lives out in Boulder, so that's another reason for him to, uh, you know, I guess want to play uh, in the mile high. Um, as far as him going to the Raiders, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. I think he'd be better off with the Packers just because, you know, John Gruden, I don't, I don't, I don't know if uh, the game's passed him by. Um, yeah, and, and, and the other thing about the Raiders is you take a look at what they've done in the offseason. I mean, they've gotten rid of like two or three of their offensive linemen. So, I, you know, you could say anything about the Packers, about them not having enough weapons, but they've heavily invested in that offensive line. So, you know, if it's between the Packers and the Raiders, I'd much rather stay with the Packers just because I know I'm going to get better pass protection. I think Denver's the answer. I think ultimately he, he looks at Denver the same way that Tom Brady looked at Tampa Bay. You know, he sees a good, good young, hungry defense. Bradley Chubb's right there. Mike Purcell. And, and that secondary, they just drafted Sertan. They got Kareem Jackson sure. from Houston, Justin Simmons, Kyle Fuller. I mean, you have Bryce Callahan that they took from the Bears coming in as well. They have, they have a great secondary, a good defense. And as much as Devontae Adams is a all-world top three wide receiver, he's got Sutton, he's got Jerry Judy, and he's got Noah Fant. Noah Fant is light years above Mercedes Lewis. We just got, myself and Luke just got done talking about Mercedes Lewis as an average player. But then he's got Melvin Gordon, they got Royce Freeman, they got Javante Williams that they took from North Carolina this year in the draft. Denver has such a more established team. And they, I think they got, he they got that, this, yeah. No, they got that speedster from Penn State that they drafted last year. You know, they, they have weapons, you know. Yeah, Tyree Cleveland. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name now, but uh, but they, they, they drafted a player out of Penn State who is lightning quick. So there's another weapon that they mm-hmm. have out in Denver. Uh, he, yeah. it just, it's one of those things where, like, I think he looks at that team, way, team the same way Denver – Brady looked at Tampa, and I will judge. I, I will challenge anybody as, as somebody who is, you know, obviously I'm a Vikings guy. But to, to the talk before, if you give if you give Aaron Rodgers three weeks of the playbook, he's going to learn it. I'm, I'm confident in Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio to get him on board with it without a problem. And he's got a GM that I'm sure respects in Elway. I just Denver seems like the ideal and most perfect spot. It's just a matter of. <laughs> What does Denver give to get him that Green Bay is going to be satisfied with? I think is where my head is stuck on. Yeah. Well, I look, if it were me and I was the GM of the Packers, I would want three first-round picks. It all starts with three first-round picks. So, you know, whether that's over two years or three years, you know, that's – we, we, we're not talking – until I see three first-round picks, and then, you know, then we could talk about any extra players you want to add in mm-hmm. at some point, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, it's uh, – <laughs> yeah, I don't have to tell you, it's going to be hard to replace a guy like Rodgers. It might take, might take 10 years, might take 15 years to replace somebody like that. So, um, but, you know, uh, I mean, if, if it does come down to that, you know, I don't want to see them get shortchanged. And, and I, I, I 100% agree with it. I just, it, it's so weird, man. I, it's so hard because of everything going on. 
it's just that, like, I don't know. I guess ultimately I look at this, and, and, and Luke, we still got to get into the draft here, man. We haven't even talked draft. I knew this was going to happen, talking Rodgers. So, Luke, steers in the right direction when I'm done here, draft-wise. But it's just, you know, you know, as a Packer fan, as you being a Packer fan, you look at, you guys had two of the best quarterbacks in the last, you know, 30 years. And this front office has, has you know, part of my language, but shit on both of them. Well, well, here's the thing, right? I mean, so, so you're trading up for a guy like Jordan Love. And, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but prior to the draft, I did not view Jordan Love as a first-round pick. I mean, I, I said I said back then I could see somebody taking him in the second or third round. I don't think he's ready to start right now. Because <clears throat> to me, if you're taking a quarterback in the first round, <clears throat> excuse me, what you're telling me basically is this quarterback, he might not be ready to play week one of his first season as a rookie, but he's going to be ready at some point in the year, whether it's week eight, week nine, or whatever. And to me, I think Jordan Love is far from that. <clears throat> but as a matter of fact, he really, he really struggled um, in, during the summer, during, during summer camps. And, um, in fact, Tim Boyle beat him out for the number two job. So, you know, I mean, look, I'm not saying this kid does, doesn't have talent, doesn't have mm-hmm. promise, doesn't have potential. But, I, I mean, to trade up for somebody like that, I would have rather have picked another promising young quarterback, for instance, a Jacob Eason, right, who ended up going to – I think he went in the fourth round. Uh, the, the Colts picked him. <clears throat> I would have rather picked somebody like that because when you pick a quarterback in the third or fourth round, he comes at no expectations. The media is not going to talk or write articles about a guy who was picked in the third or fourth round. And so I think a lot of this <clears> – <throat> excuse me, a lot of this tension, a lot of this turmoil could have been avoided if, uh, you know, if, if they would have taken somebody even in the second round and not traded up when you have so many other needs on the team. Uh, so uh, I just think they screwed up. And, and the fact that Gutekunst didn't, didn't tip him off, the fact that the, the team owner, Mark Murphy, who actually played the NFL a while back, you know, didn't, uh, didn't counsel him, his GM, better, uh, I, I think, you know, it just blew up in their faces right now. And that's why they're dealing with, uh, you know, all, all, of this, uh, all of this garbage that's been going on for the past few weeks. So to talk about drafts like Ryan, that first the Packers took uh, Eric Stokes, the corner out of Georgia, and Ryan, uh, both in our mock drafts, slotted a wide receiver here, like a Bateman or Bateman, uh, Terrence, Mar- Terrence Marshall. Um, do you think that the Packers made a good selection with their first pick, or do you think they might have reached? I think it was a slight reach. But, again, you know, if that's your guy and you don't think he's going to be there when you pick again late in the second round, then you just take him. But, you know, the way I see it was, you know, there were other players in the draft that I liked a little better, even at that position. Um, for instance, Asante Samuel Jr. is, is a guy that, you know, oh, I that's really right. high Boy, on. Yeah, yeah, you know, when like, you talk about a guy with, with a lot of pedigree, you know, uh, a guy who performed, um, yeah, a little undersized, but uh, so what? You know, Jair Alexander's a little undersized, and, you know, look how he turned out, you know. So, um, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not dogging this kid, you know, from Georgia, but I, there, I'm, I would just, you know, tell you that uh, there are other players I like, uh, Samuel in particular, 
Uh, do I think it's a terrible pick? I don't know yet. I, I don't think it's a terrible pick because here's the thing. I mean, they really needed a cornerback uh, in the worst way. You know, uh, when when Kevin King is is one of your you know starting top two cornerbacks, uh, you know you just uh, you can't win with that guy uh, as 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 he's proven in uh, in that playoff game versus Tampa Bay, and so. You know, hopefully it works out, and Kevin King is not our starter or not for long anyway. So, you know, I, I obviously a lot of people look at the simple fact that there was receivers there again two years in a row. Yes, and you kind of almost just have to you almost just have to make do. It is what it is. You know, um, just kind of glancing at that. What did you want at twenty nine? I know. I mean, and I'm not. I'm by no means am I down on on Stokes. I know a lot of people had him late, but I mean, if I remember right, this kid ran like a four two four forty. Like he's just blazing speed, which is something that, as you mentioned, you know, not having the greatest. You know, Kevin King. You got Jair Alexander on the other side. Not having the greatest set of corners. Were you okay with this, or was there something you would have rather had? I'm 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 okay with it because they needed a cornerback, you know. Now whether whether this particular player Stokes works out or not, it remains to be seen. Um, but I I'm okay with it because there was an actual big need at the position. So um, not telling you I would have taken him, but but you know um, I'm okay with it. You know, I mean there have been times when you know the Packers have taken guys that I wasn't too high on, and then they go on and have good careers. So. You know, I mean, they've done their homework, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and see how it works out. <laughs> it's so annoying when you're trying to play armchair uh, GM and they draft who you don't want. You're like, oh, son of a bitch, should have took this guy. <laughs> well, you know, you know, the, the thing is, is that you know what what I what I can't take when I'm watching the draft is, you know, I'm watching you know Daniel Jeremiah there, and like every guy that gets picked, oh, I love this pick, I love this pick, I love this pick. He loves every pick, you know. So that, that's what I can't stand about the draft, you know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but otherwise, and uh, you know, in relation to this kid, you know, I don't I don't want to I don't want to heavily criticize him too much. Uh, but yeah, there were there were other guys that, I, that I, and starting with Samuel is is a guy I would have rather have wanted. So so um, uh, they drafted in round three Amari Rogers, the wide receiver from Clemson, give uh, Aaron Rodgers a weapon. What do we? What should we yeah. expect out of Rodgers? Is he going to play well, like is, right away? Know, well, I, I do think he will play right away. I don't know how much, but you know, look, it all depends on what he shows uh, early on, you know, uh, during the preseason. But um, I, what, what, this is what should make Packers fans hopeful about this Rodgers kid is that the uh, guy they're comparing him to is Randall Cobb. And that's what's really been missing from that Packers offense over the past few years is they haven't really been able to replace Randall Cobb, that tough, slippery slot receiver, the guy who makes tough catches, uh, that guy that goes over the middle, that can be a go-to guy uh, for the quarterback. They really haven't had. And I remember when Randall Cobb left, they tried to replace him with Geronimo Allison, which was an awful decision. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that uh, this was this was a really good pick. And, um, you know, Rodgers, he's not that tall, but he is tough. Uh, he's, he's one of the uh, stronger 
uh, physically stronger receivers uh, in the draft. And so you, you like that about him because he's going to go, he's, he'll, will be expected to go over the middle and, and, you know, and he's going to, he's going to take some hits. And, and so uh, I'm pretty hopeful about, about Rogers actually. And I think it's a good pick too. Do you, do you think there was any talk, especially with how perfect this guy feels like he should have been for a Packer, but was there any talk with kind of, Trying to trying to tighten up that tight end and grabbing uh, Tommy Tremble, if he would have fell from Notre Dame. Yeah, well, I mean, from and I like I like what I've seen from Tremble just from watching his highlights. He Tough feels like a Packer. Like great yeah, band, he does. Tommy Tremble. <laughs> it just feels like a Packer on top of it. I mean, just just that name alone sends shivers down your spine. You know, Tremble, right? Yes, but. Uh, but the whole thing is, is that, you know, the Packers actually drafted a guy like him last year, but they really didn't get to play that much in his rookie year, and that's Josiah DeGuara, who is a kid that they drafted in the third round from Cincinnati. And unfortunately, he got hurt early in the season, but that is the that type of tremble player, H-back, fullback, a guy who can block and also catch a few passes. That's what Josiah DeGuara was supposed to be, last year and unfortunately got hurt. So um, they, I mean, they don't have any star power at tight end, but they do have some interesting players. You know, Tanyan had a great season. Um, Mercedes Lewis is, you know, they're blocking tight end. Uh, They still have Jace Sternberger, Sternberger, uh, who seems to get hurt all the time. You know, he's got talent. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, and Aguara. So I, I think I think they got some numbers at the tight end position. Uh, you know, so I think that's why they didn't go in that direction. But I think you know the the overall uh, overarching theme here, twice two years in a row for the Packers is they're really trying to beef up that offensive line. Uh, they really want to be a running team, and I think that uh, they're already looking into the future. You know, now let's say Rodgers plays, you know, one last year with the Packers, that's fine. But, you know, when that Jordan Love era does begin, if it ever begins at this point, but, you know, when it does begin, you know, they they know that, you know, he's probably going to be rusty. It's going to take him a while to acclimate. And so they, they want to make it as easy as possible for him to transition uh, into that starting role. And so two years in a row, they've really beefed up that offensive line. And so – uh, I can't disagree with uh, with that part of with that aspect of things, you know that that line of thinking. So, um, you know, so I mean, I'm not totally disappointed in what they did uh, <clears throat> in terms of the draft. Who is your favorite draft pick that the Packers picked this year? Who do you think is going to hold up the most value in their rookie season, essentially? Hmm. Well. Uh, um, I, I like Rodgers a lot, and I also like this kid that's out in, um, in the seventh round, Kalen Hill. He is uh, basically not not the Aaron Jones type, more like the Jamal Williams type. Tough grinder, you know. Um, I, I kind of like him. They picked him in the seventh round. So he's, he's going to be a guy I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on during the preseason. So and uh, so, I, I would say Rogers first, and then this kid Kalen Hill is an, is an interesting pick as well. Who's your least favorite pick that they made? 
Uh, the guy we talked about before, Stokes, as I said, I just think that um, in, terms of, in terms of production, uh, I, I think that there were better options out there, even at the cornerback position. So um, I, was, I was a little disappointed, um, but I, I get it, though. I got the pick. So. All right, I just have one more question for you, and then I'm all out of everything. Uh, I heard a rumor uh, a couple of days before the draft that – um, that New England was possibly trying to trade for Jordan Love with the Packers. Do you think there's any truth to that? Is Was that a thing the Packers might have done if it did go through? You know, I, I heard the same rumor you did, but I think it probably just came out of one source and nobody else picked up on it. And it was pretty much gone after like 24 hours. And so... I really don't give any credence to it. Gotcha. Well, there's only one thing left to be said. Oh, I see Jordan waiting. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him real quick here. Jordan, I think are you here? Are you here for the, for the festivities? Uh, would I be here for? I mean, yeah, I would be here for other reasons, but uh, of course. <laughs> well, before I let you go, sir, would you like to play a game sure. of Fast with us? Uber, Uber Facts? Yep, Uber Facts. Would you like to play a game of Uber Facts with us? Sure. I'm down. I'm game. Let's go. Where is the dang old thing? Here it is. Uber Facts. The most unimportant things you'll never need to know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Uber Facts. Once again, we got a full house here, and this is for everybody who doesn't know the game. This is how it goes. I have four that I'm going to read to you. Three of these facts are entirely proven true. One of these facts I completely made up. So I'm going to read these facts to you. Ralph, we'll have you go first. You can give your answer. We'll have Jordan call it in. He can come in second. Luke, you'll clean us up at third here with your thoughts. All right. The number one, hearing something that isn't there is actually a common issue with humans known as autotoxicillerosis. Oh, autotoxicillerosis. Okay. Trying to re- trying to read that correctly. Number two, when a very obese person is cremated, special measures are taken to reduce the risk of grease fire. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a grease fire. <laughs> Number three, merely smelling someone who is happy can also make you happier. And number four. Okay. Astronauts in space cannot burp because there is no gravity to separate the gas from the liquid in their stomachs. So I ask you, Ralph, you're up first. What is the fake fact? The, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, obese uh, cremation uh, technique there. (laughs) Number number two. Jordan, where are you going? Man. Um, this is a tough one. I think I finally got that right after looking at this for five minutes. <laughs> Man, it's like that's a, this, is, this might be the best one you've ever put together. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I feel like the word is wrong, but I don't want to be that there would be a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's, not many people can can tell you. Uh, they they can go. Uh, um, you know, tell you about every Evgen Heatron fight. 
and everyone else does not know can what I, he's can I, can, I, can I hear it one more time? What's it called? Autotoxic sclerosis. Hmm. It's the wrong one. That's not the right word. No way. That's the fake one? Yep. Okay. Luke? I am going to also go with George, and that is not the right word. All right. You guys are all smart to stay away from the astronauts one. That definitely is a fact. There is no gravity, so they cannot separate the gas and the liquid in their stomachs. There's no burping in space. Also, merely smelling someone who is happy can also make it happier is a correct fact, which leaves it down to two. Somebody is going to defeat me this week for one. And the winners are Jordan and Luke. You guys are 100% correct. Yeah. It is, that is a completely made-up fact. I took two different hearing diseases and combined them into one. Uh, that is not real. Unfortunately, Ralph, the risk of a grease fire is a true fact by cremators. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm new to this game, guys, so yeah, I tried. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I thought I had everyone. I thought I, thought I was in there when I used autotoxic sclerosis. Um, but apparently I was not right. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for playing. Jordan, thanks for calling <laughs> and playing. Always. I'm going to, I'm going to throw you out back on that Lucian Butte, a.k.a. I will hit Jordan with the, uh, with the RevX. Cut that bitch off! Ralph, go ahead and plug everything you got, sir, for our listeners so they know where to get at you. Well, the easiest way to check out my Packer musings, NFL musings, is at Reverend Ralph on Twitter. So look out for that. And any articles come out on any of uh, my Packer platforms, you will, uh, you will see them on my Twitter feed, at Reverend Ralph. So check it out. Ralph, it, we're getting into our NFL preview season coming up very, very soon. So we're going to reach it out so we can talk that 20 20- 21 team preview and as always get your predicted win-loss record for the team uh so we'll be in touch soon sir appreciate you coming on man sure all right guys it's been fun thanks oh as always thanks a lot rough man cd coming on here uh always What's up, cuck, cuck? you know we're gonna be What's up, cuck, cuck? <laughs> should i hit him with it anyway sure hit him with it Hit him with it. Cut that bitch off! <laughs> A little rev X for your house. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, man. You know, we've had a lot of great people talking draft with us. We've had a lot of teams talking great stuff. Starting next week, Carlos Sanchez back on it talking the Raiders coming at us. Also, we're going to get the Seahawks. I got to talk to... Uh, I gotta see if my dude from the Seahawks is still with him. I should. I can actually. I can tell. I can check right now. Actually, <laughs> thinking about it, who do we have from the Seahawks? He might. I look when I when I message Carlos about Daniel Lago, he's like that dude hasn't been here for like years. I was like, oh shit. Uh, Daniel Vines, Daniel Vines, and Todd Vandenberg from the Twelfth Man Rising. We'll have to see if he's if they're still there. We're under, uh what's going on with that, but. No, I gotta ask you, man. What did, what was your overall takeaway from the draft? I think. Um, did you get I kidnapped? Teams, I think a lot of teams picked what I thought they were gonna pick, but not necessarily the player I thought they were gonna pick.
Like, I was – biggest shock of the draft was Penny Sewell to the Detroit Lions. They picked that. I remember texting you and being like, what What the hell just happened? <laughs> but Todd Vandenberg is still there. We're going to get Vandenberg on next week. I'm going to pull up my mock, too, that I did with all the uh, – you sound like you're getting pulled away from your kitchen or wherever you're recording at. There now, am I good? Yeah, you sound great now. And that's because I'm sexy. <laughs> you sound on site. But I think I think it went the way I thought it was gonna go. A lot of the like, uh, I a lot of the teams that made picks I had them picking that position, but they not necessarily that player. Um, uh-huh. I think a lot of good players fell to teams late, like. Rashad Bateman to Baltimore. That was a great pick. I thought he would have been yeah. shot by then. I thought um, they got Greg Newsom like the 30, second. 27. 27, yes. Okay, that's right. Yeah, and like uh, Greg Newsom the second to Cleveland, 26. I had him going like early 20s, late teens. You know, the Vikings trading back to get Christian Garrison at 23 was unreal. Yeah, that he was, that he was still there too. You know, yeah. I was so pissed off when I, I knew we, I knew that the Chargers were going to grab Rashawn Slater. I just knew what happened. Yeah, but when and Elijah, I think Cuckle that's one of the biggest there. steals too. Yeah, and I'm I like, think oh that's my one of the biggest steals. And I was, I was stoked. I was like, great, we're going to get Elijah Vera Tucker. This rocks, and then they traded. And I went, oh, my God, they traded out of this pick. They're not going to take Derek. They could have took Darisau. And now we're going to take Quiddy Pay or Aziz Ojaleri or Jamin Davis from Kentucky, like, which is all nice pieces. I'm not mad about those players. But we had yeah. said from day one the biggest issue was a flipping offensive alignment. Yeah. And I thought they were going to shit the bet on it. I truly did. I knew me and you were freaking out at pick 13 when the current player was uh oh. Are you recording from the bathroom? No, I'm pooping. <laughs> oh, are you on from the bathroom? There, maybe that's better. I think it's my cord keeps hitting my mic, so it makes me sound weird. Is that better? You do not want to make an enemy out of me. <laughs> do I sound better now? You sound fantastic. I'm just kidding. I'll give you that rump roast. I think I think they traded back at 14, the Vikings, because, like I told you last night, I read an article that said their pick was Justin Fields at 14. They thought he was going to fall that far. Yeah. Which and then, isn't out of the realm of – I mean, like, we talked about it, too, like, after the draft. We're like, okay, this dude puts up a 131-like test. Yeah. We have been riding his nuts since the beginning. Like we've been saying that everybody who had Zach Wilson above him is stupid. Yeah, and, that, and now he went to Chicago. Oh, of all. I can't teams, even. Cheer, I can't even cheer for him. Yeah, I can't go cheer for him. It's like cheering for Rex Grossman. Yeah. You know, I'm I don't think anyone's ever cheered for Rex Grossman. Um, the draft that we did last or a couple weeks ago with uh, Hagberg and Garrett and uh, um, Chris Ransom, we had the first five right. We went Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Pitts, and Chase. And then it just blew up because we had went Sewell to the Dolphins, Micah Parsons to the Lions, Rashawn Slayer to the Panthers, Justin Fields to Denver, and Patrick Sertan to the Cowboys. So 
literally, as we had been saying to all of our writers, you could make 32 drafts and they're all going to be wrong. Yeah. You know, and that's what would happen. We went five for five and then it was like all hell broke loose. Yeah, it all it all kind of fell apart. And a lot of, I don't know if you remember, but a lot of my max drafts, I had Jalen Waddle to Miami because I thought that they were going to pair him with Tua. But mm-hmm. after pick seven, everything just went haywire. Like, who would have thought Carolina drafted J.C. Horn as the first defensive player off the board? I had J.C. Horn in my box. Did you? That's yeah, crazy. I had Horn in Carolina just because – it, it, I had this weird feeling that Carolina wasn't going to do the obvious and take the smart player in Sertan. And I, I think part of it, too, was I was 100% in love and stuck on Sertan going to Dallas. Me, too. But that, uh, I think, didn't, didn't they get my boy Micah Parsons? Yeah, I think he's going to kill it. Yeah, especially with Sean Lee gone. That was a great play. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff in this draft. I'm excited to really get into our team previews. As we said, next week, we're going to have the Raiders and the Seahawks joining us as we're going to uh, break it down, back it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, break it up, break it up, with the Seahawks and the Raiders. Bring Carlos back here, coming on here. Um I don't know. I guess, you know, we, we talked about wanting to have our draft kind of preview and, and break down with it, but there's not a lot that I really have to say about it. Like, yeah, there was only, no, there was only a few things that, like, didn't make sense. Like, Buffalo pooped the bed with Gregory Russo. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, that there, was but. an awful pick. And then the only other one was that Travis Etienne pick by Jacksonville, where I just kind of was like, oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what Buffalo was doing. I still think Buffalo wanted ATN, and that definitely hurt it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think I had, I had them taking ATN at thirty, and I think, yeah, I think they wanted a running back in both the number two, number one and number two were gone, so they just took a defensive player. But I think they could have got a better player, like Jason, whatever his name is, Oway, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. So, who knows? Yeah, Jalen, uh, something, oh, he was from Penn State. Yeah. Oh, you've been kidnapped again. I have not. <laughs> I have not. I'll, I'll be the judge and the bearer of those bad news. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think a lot of it, a lot of our draft talk is going to unveil when we get into our draft or team preview starting next week. Um, But I do want to get into this here before we let everyone go here tonight. NHL playoffs start on Saturday. Let's go. I think it's a really intriguing year of playoffs with the divisions changing. And I want to just kind of break down with one of those, like, you know, let's just, just basic, you know, let's just lay it out there. Who's, Who's going to do what? What is our pick? Who do we think is going to win everything? And this may help you out, um, especially um, with your um, with your gimmick you have. Uh, what You have a fantasy draft uh, issue, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, for one of my fantasy football leagues, 
we're deciding what, how we determine draft order this year, where we're picking an NBA team in the playoffs, an NHL team in the playoffs, and for each like uh, each series your team wins, you get five points. Whoever gets the most points gets like the first pick, essentially. So, so this is this is something that's going to assist you on the uh, the main issue. <laughs> I'm just trying to write down all of these. Uh, all of these uh, teams in here. It's a matter of like I don't think there's any way Vegas is losing the number one spot to Colorado. Do you? No, not before Saturday. No. It's it's one of those things where um, the Avalanche they play. So if they, I believe they have the tiebreaker. Am, am I right? They have the tiebreaker over Vegas. Or yeah, I, I believe so. Nope, I think they do. And what does, are you on? Are you? Do you have the schedule at all pulled up for the playoffs? No, no for just for the season. Oh yeah, I can do that. Hold on, NHL. Because the Avalanche, I think, still have one game in hand. Um, I'm pulling up right now here. Uh, let's so, look at Thursday so, the 14th. Um, yep. So the, the yep, they play the Kings. Yep, and that's so, it. the only other team that plays is the Wild and the Blues tomorrow, I think. And then Canucks and Flames, which doesn't matter. And then there's a Maple Leafs Jets game on Friday. It doesn't matter. So if yep. if the Avalanche beat the Kings, they will take the number one seed from Vegas. If the Kings lose, or if the Kings win, then the Avalanche get the two seed. So yep. I guess we can play it however you want to however you want to play it. But let's uh. Let's break down picks here. Uh, Capitals versus the Bruins. Who you got on the series? I got the Capitals. I think Ovi is just a different man. Like, he's like God and everyone should pray to him. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I think the Bruins are old. If I, I I mean, they have some young talent. But I just think the Capitals are, will get it done. But I don't. I don't see them going past one round. I think they win one round and then they leave. Um, yeah, I think I gotta agree. I don't think Boston. I don't think Boston is built like they used to be to really put up a any kind of granular fight. Yeah. With Washington, I think Obi does take it. I'm going Capitals as well. Uh, moving on next, we have the Hurricanes and the Predators. Um, this is one that like, I don't care about at all. Hurricanes are the number one seed as well. Oh, he just left again. I'm right here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um. I'm gonna go with the Hurricanes just because they're the number one seed. I didn't, I haven't seen the Hurricanes and the Predators play very much, so I'm not too familiar. But I think Sebastian Ajo, think, 24 and 33, yeah. he's got 57 points. Andre, I think, I think the Hurricanes get it done. Vincent Trochet playing center on that top line there, Dougie Hamilton. You know, I, I think that's a, a pretty easy pick. But I'm going to go upset. I'm going to take the Predators. You would. The, You're trash. I think the Preds are going to get the job done. So I'm going Preds on that joint. Um, 
There's no question here. Uh, you are, uh, next up, we have the two-seeded Tampa Bay Lightning, or the Florida Panthers taking on the three-seeded Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm going to take the Lightning. Florida uh, beat them four to nothing the other day to win the uh, the home ice, is, if you will. That's, are the Lightning so hurt? They had a couple of injuries, didn't they? Um, I feel like they're going to be healthy. Okay. Come playoff time. Um, I well, feel like a lot of it is just they're just kind of hanging out, just kind of letting things, you know, letting things marinate. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Lightning because the Florida Panthers is the stupidest name in NHL, and to be the champs, you gotta beat the champs. Yep, and I don't see them. They they're not beating Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, Tyler Johnson, Yadi Gord, Alex Kalorn, Andre Palat, Nikita Kucherov. They ain't beating Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, Mikhail Sergachev. They ain't beating Daniel Walcott. Let's go, Andre Vasilevsky. No, that's that's the that's the that's no winner. I'm going Lightning as well. Then we have the number one seed Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the number four seed New York Islanders. Um, I'm going Penguins you. just because of Melkin, Crosby. I told you to take the Islanders when you asked. Yeah, because you're, tra- yeah, because you're trash. Yeah, because I didn't want you to win. I'm going Pens as well. No, no questions even asked on that one. <laughs> um, let's move into the. Western Conference. We'll go to the two Canada division, Canada uh, games. Toronto, Montreal. I'm going Maple Leafs. No problem. Uh, I'm going to go Maple Mitch, Leafs as well. Mitch Marner, uh, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, right? Yeah, Austin Matthews. Like I'm not worrying whatsoever with those guys. And then the uh, Edmonton Oilers, Winnipeg Jets. I'm going Connor McJesus. Me too. Uh, Connor McJesus. Leon Drysdale, no problems. I'm going to oil. If, if, now, if Obi's God, Connor McDavid's Jesus. Yeah, he's his son. No. Yeah, he came in the league 15 years later. Now no, the he next, came in his the, mom. <laughs> that's disgusting. Uh, the <sighs> next two series, I, I guess it's a matter of are you are you looking at? Okay, well, what what do you think? Is, is Colorado beating the Kings tomorrow? I I think so, yeah. So you're saying Colorado is going to be the one seed? Yeah, the Kings are good. I will ride that out with you, just so we can stay on the same thing. I will take Avalanche as well, which makes Vegas the two seed. So we have Avalanche and the Blues. I'm going the Colorado. Avalanche. Yeah, the Avalanche. Avalanche. No problem. McKinnon and have, is insane. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon, Nico Rantanen. I mean, they're. They're really tough. Uh, um, Gabriel Landis Cog. I mean, that team is really good. And I just, I don't see the Blues. Which leads to said the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I'm going to pick the Wild. You're going Wild? Okay. I'm going Wild. Man, Kirill Kaprasov is the greatest thing in the world. Did you see what Wayne Gretzky said about him the other day? Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky, they asked him about Kaprasov, and he literally said, I have never seen anyone as good as Kirill Kaprasov. Fine, I'm going – I'm going to go with you that I'm going wild. Yeah. I'm going wild. I think 
the only reason I'm picking them is because the Wild have a winning record this season against them. They played them as one of like the most teams they played in the same division. I think right. I think they can do it. I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, let me write out the rest of this. Wild versus or wait, Amazon, Amazon versus Wild, and that leaves us with leaves. Uh, okay, so going to the second round here. Since there's only one difference we have, we'll do that one first. Are you going Washington or the Carolina Hurricanes? Um, I'm going to go Carolina Hurricanes. Ooh, I'm going to go – I have the Capitals and the Predators. I'm going to go Capitals over the Preds. So we're, we got that separated. Uh, then the Bolts and the Penguins. Wow, that's a fucking series. I – you're gonna be mad, but I'm gonna go Penguins. I I wouldn't be mad. I'm going Bolts, but I'm biased. So damn, but that's gonna be hard, man. Yeah. I think whoever wins that series is going to the Cup. Yeah, I think yeah, out of the yeah, out of the East, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Then we have the Abs in the Wild. You know what? I'm gonna go Wild again. You're going wild again? <laughs> God, I wish I could do it. Do I do it? Do I just eat crow with you? In the face? I'm I'm doing it just because the avalanche like beat our ass all season, so I feel like the wild are gonna be like, you know what? Sorry, I did it. I did it. I went I went wild. I went wild. I went wild. Why not? I'm getting I'm getting a little wild in here. And then uh, top seeded least against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I'm gonna go Oilers. I'm going Oilers as well. I uh, I think this is their. I guess this is the year that they really. I guess it's the year they really come out. Uh-huh. Um, so then um, we have uh, the Caps slash Canes versus Bolts slash Penguins. Um, I'm gonna take the Bolts over the Capitals. What's mine? You have the Penguins and the Predator, or Penguins and the Hurricanes. I'm going to go Penguins. All right, so you're going Pens over Canes. And then we both have the Wild and the Oilers. Uh, this, uh, this is where I think the Wild lose and the Oilers win. Yep, I think this is the third time they go to the conference finals and get defeated. <laughs> I, I think that's where the, the magic finally ends. Uh, then in the in the championship Stanley Cup Finals, we have the you have the Penguins and the Oilers, and I have the Bolts and the Oilers. Uh, I'm gonna say Sidney Crosby, the namesake of your son, gets <laughs> Sir Stanley Cups Cup. That'll be his uh his fourth Stanley or, yeah fourth Stanley. I'm going to say Connor McDavid finally obtains his first Stanley Cup. I am having the Oilers defeat the Lightning in the finals to win the Cup. Dang. So Ryan has Oilers over Lightning, and Luke has Penguins. Penguins over Oilers. This is our 2021 20, Stanley Cup. Crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Starts on Saturday. 
When do NBA playoffs start? I think this. I think this weekend also. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, I think Sunday is the last game. Yeah, Sunday is the last game. So next week. Gotcha. Are your so Lakers gonna even make it in? Yeah, we'll make it in. Uh, we're beating the we're beating the Rockets right now. Well, that doesn't um, take much. The Rockets don't have anything. <laughs> well, right now the Lakers are the seven. We're a game and a half behind Portland and and Dallas. If we beat the Rockets, we're a game back. Um, I mean, we're guaranteed to be in the play-in regardless. But right now, it looks like we're going to be playing. Uh, Dallas is clinched, apparently. They must have the tiebreaker over Portland and L.A. That's pretty tight. I didn't know that. Oh, they clinched a division. That's why. So it's between the Lakers and Portland. Um, Portland has, if I go to their full schedule, I kind of brought this up to you earlier. Portland has Phoenix and Denver left. That could be two tough games. Now, they did beat Utah by seven, Utah number one seed. Um, but they have two games left. Port, or They have uh, Phoenix and Denver, two tough games. The Lakers, with the win tonight, they will be a game behind Portland for the sixth seed. Lakers have Indiana and New Orleans left. I think the Lakers go 2-0. It's just going to be a matter of to see what happens with uh, Dame Dalla and the, the Trailblazers there. My boy Dame Dalla. Lakers win. You know, then they move into the sixth seed, which then they're going to have to play the Clippers, I believe, in the first round. Clippers are two games behind Phoenix. There's no way they're that, – that's not going to change. Um, otherwise, they're going play in, and they got to play Golden State. I think, you know, even if Golden State beats them, then they have to play Memphis or San Antonio. They'll win that game. They would play Utah in the first round. Utah's a 50-win team. I get that. That's really tough. They're the best team in the entire NBA by, you know, almost two full games over the number two. Utah and Phoenix are the best two teams in the league, which is crazy. But right. um, I'm not worried, man. If AD and LeBron are playing, you know, good luck to everybody else. Your boy AD. All day. Adrian Peterson. He plays All for the day. Lakers. No, Anthony Davis. Oh, the unibrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, next week, come back with some NFL. Anything else you got tonight that you want to go over? No, man, I'm good. I think we're rocking and rolling. We're going to move on to the next one next Thursday. Once again, remember, we will not be here next Wednesday night. We'll be here next Thursday night. I'll be talking Raiders and potentially Seahawks. And we'll probably dig into the playoffs because they'll have already started. So we'll get into that. I want to, pre- I want to thank Carlos Sanchez, Ralph Mancini, coming on talking with us already this evening. With that being said, we are out. Have a wonderful week, everybody. I love you.